Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, Olivia. Hi, Ione. And hello to the listeners who have not left us any reviews recently. So if you'd like to, please leave us a review. But for now, welcome to the Polyester Podcast. I'm Ione, and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of Polyester, online and in print and everywhere else. And I'm Olivia, the co-host, producer and editor of the podcast. We publish weekly episodes with the Sleepover Club one week and Obsessions the next. This week, it's the Obsessions episode where we talk to a person we admire about something they're obsessed with that has nothing to do with how they generate their income. And next week is the Sleepover Club where Ioni and I have all those gorge conversations you usually have with your girlmates at a sleepover. And at the end, there's some recommendations to get you through lockdown. So, today we have Obsessions. I'm very excited. Olivia, what's your obsession of the week? Well, actually, I don't want to do any spoilers, but obviously UK and American Drag Race is back on. Mm -hmm. And... The UK one has a very good lip sync, very emotional, and I basically am obsessed with the song. <laughs> for like pure musical, my housemate's literally like, oh God, yeah. He had to leave the room the other day. Also, this is controversial because the song slash musical slash recent film adaptation of the musical is very controversial. So you're brave for saying that, Olivia. Yeah, I know. I um, I think it's a great version of the song, I think the film, I love the meme. It's basically from Cats, isn't it? Let's be honest. Let's yes. just be Memories, honest about it. Is that the name of the Memories, song? Memories, yeah. But it's great. There's a meme going around. It's like the release of Cats, the de- like the trajectory of the demise of the human the race. The demise of society. Yeah. yeah, I know. I was thinking that the other day. I have two obsessions, also TV-based, because what the hell else is there to do? Mm-hmm on very opposite spectrums of tv so bear with me one is bling empire on netflix it's literally incredible drama like if you're missing (laughs) drama it's incredible the characters the storylines the money the diamonds (laughs) it has everything so watch that and then secondly this weekend uh i've just binged all of it's a sin on channel four which is the new Russell T Davies drama about the AIDS crisis, but it's based in like London. 
and it is amazing oh my god it's so sad it's literally broken my heart but it's an incredible watch so I think everyone should definitely watch that fantastic I love the 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 different ends you like interlink the episodes just for a bit of calm oh yeah we love we um I forgot what I was gonna say anyway um what have we got today (laughs) today oh yay I love today's obsession so today we have author scriptwriter journalist Balu Babalola who actually last year had a book out, um, Love in Colour. I don't know if you've read it. I know that you've read it, but I don't yeah. know if everyone listening's read it, but they should because it's gorgeous. Loads of lovely short stories, which I actually have found like really helpful. Like I've always loved short stories anyway, but just in lockdown with your like patience. Yeah. Like with a short story, you kind of, <laughs> it's like little achievement, you know what I mean? You know, you don't have to invest too much and you can just like, it's like, why probably series are like well more successful than films at the minute. Yeah. But gorgeous collection of short stories there. So yeah. And uh, Bolly's obsession is like, not like anything we've done Mm. and not something that I'd done until I, until we heard what her obsession was. So yeah, I think don't want to give any spoilers, but it's just a lovely little listen. Let's have a listen then. Hey, Bolly. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you, Olivia? Yeah, good. Fine. So before we get into your obsession, for anyone who may not be familiar with you and your work, could you give us a little quick introduction? Yeah, I'm I'm Bolly Babalola. I am an, the author of Loving Colour, Sunday Times bestseller. It's crazy to even say that. And it's an anthology of love stories from mythology and folklore around the world, um, primarily in Africa and Asia and the Middle East, but most of them are in West Africa. So obviously they're centering black women and in all the stories they're centering women and it's about women audaciously and actively participating in their iteration of romance. And also romance just being like an adjunct to their life rather than it being their whole entire life it's something that's like the cherry on top mm-hmm. um yeah congratulations on being a bestseller that is like absolutely incredible and the book is yeah. like so 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 yeah. good so totally deserves yeah, it Thank you. um so today we are going to be talking about youtube but more there's a more specific subsect is that the word I don't know of youtube you want to go deep on so do you kind of want to introduce us to that a little bit yeah, I don't know how I discovered it. I don't know. Maybe YouTube just like is intuitive, creepily intuitive about what I'm into. But it's this channel called Skin Deep and it brings two people together and they might be in a relationship. Those are my favorite. <laughs> or they might be siblings or exes and they bring them together in this really intimate space, like in a blank room and they're sitting opposite each other and they get to ask each other like, intimate questions like okay if we're using the uh the relationship example they'll be like when did you first knew no you fell in love with me or um when was the last time you were truly disappointed in me or like what's your biggest fear about us and they just really dig deep deep deeper into each other's Mm -hmm. relationship in the end like they're just both crying but it's so intimate and so beautiful and it's just like so (laughs) human and I just love I don't know I just can watch them for ages they're just so like you never really get to see conversations like that I mean for good reason because they are meant to be private but um (laughs) but also I think that it's questions that I think a lot of us would love to have the opportunity to ask people in our lives that we often are too 
vulnerable or too scared to go into and I think it's just a great way to it makes you reevaluate your own life and your own relationships and things that can make your relationships healthier I'm, I'm just obs- I'm obsessed with it <laughs> <laughs> so I mean straight off the bat like you're describing it and I've watched a bit this morning like do you know you probably don't know because obviously you didn't actually make this YouTube channel do you know how they cast them because I feel like maybe it's a weird like you know guardian blind dates thing like you think people won't really put themselves forward but then they're really like ready for it like do you know how they cast them I think it's just really straightforward I think people just like they put an ad out on like Instagram or YouTube and people just literally apply to it um sometimes oh my gosh there's one that's my favorite that's like so there's this couple who met online through Instagram or something and they've been dating for like a year and their first meeting was like on that show and they were asking each other these questions and they, and it's crazy because it's like that could have gone really badly but then you get to see in real time the chemistry between these two two people who have never met before who have just built a relationship through words and showing up for each other and then they caught up with them like a year later so I think it's just people volunteering to to be part of it, which is actually kind of makes it a little bit special because these people want to get to know each other more. I've seen like twin sisters um, go on it and like hash out like years old resentment. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Because then I suppose the whole premise of the show is that it is like a genuine conversation. And then like I also watched some and the first clip I went to was like, what do you like about our relationship? And then the other one was like, do you want to know what I like? The honesty. And I was like, okay, so this is really, the whole thing is really based on like honest conversation, yeah. which yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And it can be really brutal and awkward to watch. Yeah. People end up crying. Yeah. And interestingly, like just, just waiting for someone's reaction to whether they do or don't want to answer that question. Is yeah. so, you're like, wow, all of a sudden like so hot or something. It's like watching somebody's therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever go on it? No, <laughs> no, obviously, of course not. I'm entirely too, I'm entirely too <laughs> private for that. But um, I did try to trick a guy I was dating into answering the questions. <laughs> I was like, oh, I discovered this really fun game. We should do it. But he quickly clocked what was happening. And he was like, B, I'm not, we're not doing this. But I was like, no. But it is something that I do generally think it's healthy. I think people, they do actually, I think they sell, um, not it's not a game but like they sell cards with the questions on it so you could actually theoretically do it <laughs> just look at the fun house party game just to get to know each other a little bit better <laughs> but I think that, I think the exercises are really good and healthy because you just get to know I mean if it's a relationship setting your partner more but anyway if it's just your friend or your or family member you get to know them more and I think it can only strengthen your relationship as someone who like obviously writes relationships and writes characters do you think that there will always be a difference between like something that is kind of like reality tv like quote unquote like reality youtube and whatever versus like dramas tv dramas written dramas or whatever like is there a difference there or do you think that's like a gap that's kind of closed I mean I think it's just very fluid um obviously in some it depends what you're watching the quality of what you're watching okay so if you're watching something like that's brilliantly written like this is us the honesty in the conversations are gleaned from reality something that um, like something that we see on, on skin deep the name of the channel like honestly some of the conversations in this is us and some of the conversations in this is in on skin deep can mirror each other because they're really well written and focus on our connections with other people and the romance is not superficial it's something that's rooted in something deep which is what i try to 
um, encapsulate in my writing as well. Like I want romance to be something that's, that's why it's my favorite compliment when people say, oh, I'm not a romantic. I didn't think I liked romance, but I really liked your book because I don't really like cheesy stuff. I want things that are real. Yeah. Um. So I think it just depends what kind of thing you're watching. If you're watching something like, I don't want to name any like Netflix shows because I am a TV writer, but like, (laughs) (laughs) that isn't so deep. No, I don't think that's a realistic um, reflection of what relationships are like. I think it just depends on what you consume. And also like on the flip side, of course, like we're also aware of like reality television or reality like constructs and the way those are constructed. Have you ever noticed anyone really faking it on the channel or like performing? I think what's so good about the show and the channel is that so a lot of the men might come through with like bravado initially, especially maybe sometimes the exes may come through with a a cockiness and usually they're male. But then the thing is so intense and you're facing each other and somebody like say it's like an ex who cheated on somebody else that you just become more and more vulnerable as you go on. So Mm. any pretense and acting that you came in with is slowly destroyed because it's truly like an intense thing, confronting somebody that you might have hurt and confronting your truth and their truth in a way that we wouldn't normally do in your in your daily reality. That I think that's what I think that's what compels me the most is that you can't really act in it. Not for long anyway. Do either of you invite this is I always do this, come in with like half a piece of information. But did either of you ever read about this? Like my my old housemate years ago got really into it. It was like a 35 question or like a certain number of question challenge to fall in love. Oh, this is what I was going to say, because they did it on TV as well, oh, yeah. didn't they? Like, yes. This is an extension of everything that I love. I, I Yes, I did watch that as well. Yeah, so, but well, I, I kind of, but just to sum it up for the listeners who went, we were all just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was something like so many questions, can't remember how many, many. You ask each other the questions and then you like look into each other's eyes for like as 10 seconds or an a minute. Uncom- or an uncomfortable like amount of time. Yeah. And then, so it, it like resurfaces every couple of years to be like, what does this mean? Whatever. And so The Guardian a few years ago did an article on it. And the people who did it had kind of worked with each other and with each other and had met before, so it wasn't the ideal circumstances, but they did end up like falling for each other. But then part of the theory behind it is that the questions make the other person be honest and be vulnerable, which mm. are like they're basically like they're so fundamental in a relationship and they get so like repressed or neglected. Yeah. That just the questions alone give the people a better shot at being able to be in love with each other. Totally, yeah. The whole time it just makes me think like, it's like that, isn't it? That like ultimately if we can allow, if we can be honest and vulnerable, it's a good, you've got a good shot, haven't you? Yeah, I I love things like that. There was another thing years ago and I think it was like, the experiment was called like 40 Days to Fall in Love. And this, these two friends had a couple, um, had a blog and they basically had a thing where they dated each other. They weren't very lucky in relationship and decided to date each other for 40 days to see if they were falling in love. And it was so interesting because, yes, they it was weird because they were in this contrived experiment and then you see them going through the emotions of falling in love and getting to know each other in a way that they wouldn't have done because they agree that they're doing this thing where the object is to get to know each other better and to be honest with each other and they're actively be, trying to be good partners. But um, at the end of it, they, they date for a little bit and then they break up. <laughs> I just found it so fascinating that, like, 
they went into this thing with these intentions and then it kind of all dissipated. But I love those kind of things. These, those kind of human, not experiments, but like, no, they're kind of experiments. Just where just getting to the, mm-hmm. to the, to the basis of what makes us tick and what makes love work, what makes relationships work. Mm. Do you think that like we're kind of fascinated with stories like this and stuff like this and the like YouTube channel because we want to know like more about love and like how it works and or do you think there's just like an element of nosiness to it where it is like kind of uncomfortable to watch people being really honest but also like very entertaining I think it's both I think it's something with skin deep it can't be it's just like shadow shadow for it because it's just so I mean it's just you might initially start watching it as it'd be like, oh my God, this is like, you know, like get to peek in somebody else's relationship. And there is that thrill and that glee of it. But I think even if you, again, if you just start, even if you start that way, you won't end up that way because you end up really like, because these people are so honest with each other. You end up kind of. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST liking them and being invested in them and wanting to know like I find myself like going on their Instagram to be like oh my gosh is this couple still together and I hope they're really happy and like she moved to another city (laughs) she moved to New York to follow her dreams and she broke up with him is she following her dreams you become really invested in these people I think it's actually it can hone in on a really pure part of ourselves that like really is drawn to connection and our humanity and relationships and like I said I think watching it for me I know I've learned so much because sometimes you relate to people and you empathize with people and you see similarities in other people um that you have and I think you also just learn about yourself and like oh I do that in relationships and I do that in friendships and oh maybe this is why like it's not that he didn't care about me it's just that he didn't know how to show it like you just learn so much about your relationships and yourself it's just yeah I love it and like why do you think that we are still this is a bit deep still like (laughs) (laughs) so scared of honesty and like actually practicing these things and like these questions or just these ways of speaking to each other in our own relationships like in general I think it's just like the fear of vulnerability like if you are honest with somebody you're opening yourself up to get hurt but sometimes I don't think we realize that 
that risk is worth it because often when we're what we're keeping in and repressing is is more harmful to us in the long run and is more damaging to our relationships in the long run but um that's why so many rom-coms and love stories at their crux are actually quite simple because the hurdles really arise from people keeping their feelings in and being really scared of rejection and really scared of hurt and not actually trusting that person to accept their truth without being damaging to them. Wait, sorry, what was your question again? I can't remember. (laughs) Uh, My question was, why are we still like afraid of enacting this kind of honesty in our own relationships? Yeah, that's basically why, because um, vulnerability and just fear of reject is really scary. Romance and love is so scary. You're really putting yourself out there. You're giving your heart to somebody else, not just in romantic relationships, but like with somebody that's you're very close to, even if it's just a best friend, even if it's just your mother. And also you sometimes are scared of hurting them with your truth. So I think it's so refreshing to see like this space given to these relationships to hash these things out Mm -hmm. so (laughs) at the start of lockdown I was reading this book like a psychology book from the school of life so they're like uh you know it's like an accessible psychology like why we do things or whatever don't know you know a little bit self-obsessed at the start of lockdown slash self-obsessed always but um there was a part of it on like romance and relationships and I think I'm going to double check, but I'm pretty sure it was just basically like throughout history, we've just, everyone's just completely forgotten that we have had like so little autonomy over being in love and who we love because it was like for so long, it was like you married into, because like basically for like um, logistically, like fam to bring families together or to bring like, well, kingdoms together or just that your kingdom sounds really old. <laughs> But um, so basically, like romance didn't really exist. It was kind, of, it, it of course existed, but it was like quite secret. Or and even the fact that it existed secretly will have like influenced how actually people felt about each other, or whatever. So it was saying that in the like European romanticism has only really existed for like two hundred or so years. I need to like check that quote, but I think it's like only a few hundred years that we've had like freedom to love. And then they were like. And then the portrayal of love is like so detrimental to that because it kind of, rather than being like this huge big thing where like you meet someone and you might like them and you might have great laughs with them but not great sex and you have to figure that out or you might really like one thing and not another or you, you know, like loads of things. It it was saying that like the way romance is presented is like really reductive. And so I was kind of, wondering like what you think about that because yeah your stories like aren't a conventional like romance or love story they're like much bigger than that and like why 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 you think that's important or like yeah I think I think it was really important when I was writing my stories to write something like I said that centers women and because like you said and it's true it's not just Europe it's all over the world when I was researching for my the book and looking at these myths there's not a lot of love stories that are love stories really on their own or romantic that they're about Mm. women and men getting together but they're not love stories it's about a man asserting his power over a woman and choosing her 
and the woman being like, oh, well, I'm so lucky to be chosen, even though this man is kind of predatory and creepy and going off with them. It's a pattern in your, it's, it's pattern because of patriarchy and patriarchy is not something that knows race or, or country or nationality. Um, and so I think it was, and in, in the mainstream, it's, it's weird because we have all these residues of these, this patriarchal thinking of a woman choosing a man over her dreams and it's like one versus the other and a man falling up in love with her and her rising up to that occasion rather than something that she's actively choosing and it's not really a partnership and so in my book it was really important to me to kind of I got to reshape my own narrative and how I see romance I'm a romantic but I'm also a feminist I'm also really powerful in the space that I'm in I, I, I want a man to be a partner to me. And so it's such, and these are like, uh, this is an ethos that I carried into my book. So when they're dating men, the men are in awe of the woman and try elevating the woman and the part, they love the woman, oh, a woman who is powerful and the power of the woman is something that entices them and appeals to them. And these women often have, these women are warriors. These women have like, ambitions in their career in one of the stories um her man wants to go to LA for work he's an actor she's a writer and he's like just move with me and she's like no because I don't want to move on your own terms I need to figure out what I'm going to do and in the end the man comes back to her because he's like I actually know you're right to do that and also I love you for who you are and I don't think that should be a fantasy I think the fact that people think that it's unrealistic is troubling. It shouldn't be troubling. We should be challenging our notions of straight relationships. But in all the relationships, like even when they're with women, it's about people, the partner embracing who the other person is completely and them growing together. And I think there's so much, there's, there's really little emphasis in mainstream depictions of romance of the partnership and that friendship and bringing out the best of each other and and working together and doing life together I think we know we need to do better but I don't think people value romance and the genre enough to be trying to do that much better I think you know I think they just think rom-coms are romance rather than it being this like universal unifying thing that is one of the most relatable genres and relatable themes they dismiss it because they think it's innately femme and they don't want to place place that value the societal value on it but I think it's really important because when a a romance is done well it teaches us about ourselves it teaches us about ourselves in relation to other people and hopefully maybe it teaches us about what we would want in a relationship and it doesn't always have to be fantasy like it doesn't always have to be like oh if only people were like that in real life if only I can meet somebody like that in real life it's not really about meeting somebody like that in real life it's about knowing what your standards are and knowing what you need out of a partner I think I love a good hallmark from Cromwell especially the seasonal ones they're so good to get lost in the Christmas ones are the best they're the best. Like, I'm watching one right now. Actually, I don't think it's actually, like, shit shit, but it's really good. It's called Can You Keep a Secret? And it's on Netflix, and it's really <laughs> Oh, fun. I just watched it recently. It's so good. Like, well, it's, I mean, it's better than I thought it would be. I love the book by Sophie Kinsella, but yeah. um, I really wasn't expecting much. And I was like, oh, this is cute. I like it. There's a place for that, but I think there should be also be a place to know that it can also be more than that, you know? It doesn't just have to be, like, fantasy escapism that just doesn't really have any bearing in our reality.
just to round off, what would you say like the top three things you have learned are from watching the YouTube channel? Um, well, that's a good question. I think the value of honesty. Um, I think actually, I think the value of honesty is actually the main thing because I was thinking everything comes down to that honesty and communication, I think, and trust. But I think that they're all, they're all interlinked because when somebody is honest with you, that builds trust. And for them to be honest with you, you have to have good communication. And I think those are, those are, it seems really simple on paper, but those are the three hardest things to do in a relationship. Really, like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, it's so much at stake. Like, even just like t- saying, telling you like a friend that something they did the other day pissed you off. Like, it can be really difficult because you're like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to upset them. I don't want to like upset like our dynamic, but it's worth it, I think. Because I think if you, you're not honest, you kind of, are just adding complications, unnecessary complications to your relationship. Thank you, Bolu. Thank you, Bolu. And thanks for all the just really nice conversation about how to be in good relationships with people. It's really important, isn't it? Yeah, I think um I think especially over the last year it's been such a time of um I said yeah so posturous then anyway. Um, <laughs> do you think so yeah I went like yeah over the past yeah <laughs> very not me um I feel like everyone's been you know kind of reevaluating their relationships or their reasons for like friendships and also relationships and all of these things so I think a lot of what Bolly said is definitely helpful and applicable at this time the honesty thing definitely I think like I even think about being honest about having a bit of a shit time. Yeah. Because it's so it's so easy. It's like an ingrained defense mechanism to project happiness onto other people just mm. to make yourself feel bad. So it's really good to be like, yeah, I'm also having like a shit time or whatever. Yeah, 100%. And I thought because we got loads of great feedback on our last episode with Maisie Cousins, thank you to everyone that listened, by the way that we could read out a bit of it it's been mostly on instagram but if you want to comment on this episode or any on previous episodes please do leave us a review and that would be absolutely great and we can read some out so trixie militia said as a new and single mother i've been panicking slightly about how i will ever find the time for my creative projects since i can't even make time to properly cook a full meal dot 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 if you can't afford a nanny and must do it all yourself does it mean you must just pull all nighters while the baby sleeps would be lovely to hear this being discussed the ideas in your head don't stop flowing as the implementation time gap widens which I thought was a really good point yeah totally especially about like yeah I think it's that's applicable to everyone as well like our ideas and the way we can achieve them are maybe like different or adapting and it's about how you can kind of cater to that yeah absolutely but yeah head to our Instagram and have a look because every week we're kind of like isolating little bits of the podcast and making them into reels so we made a reel about what Maisie said about social media and Kat says meow great username (laughs) said I catch myself numbed out scrolling thinking about social media a lot lately a lot of it is loud meaningless noise which we can relate to yeah and also it is mad how much you just crave it like I've stopped going on Instagram as much but I'm like going on again classic the Liverpool Echo website yeah today I was like reading an article about Craig who won the first ever Big Brother <laughs> and like because he's a scouser like it comes up and I've sent it to me mate and we're chatting about it but 
I'm like, it is just any, you just kind of want anything there, don't you? Like we're so at a point where we're just like, I just need. Yeah, I was, um, for a long time, I was replacing Instagram scrolling with eBay scrolling, which yeah. may be slightly more healthy, but definitely not for my bank account. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was feedback on last week's episode. Please leave us some more. We absolutely love to hear it. And next week, we have a very exciting sleepover club. Yeah, and also this week on Thursday, it's Ioni's birthday. Oh, yeah, lol. Same star sign, almost the same 24 hours of birth as my housemate. Great, yeah. And then, so if you would like to send me, you know, flowers, gifts, cards, (laughs) (laughs) money, love letters, money, then um, you can do that. I don't know how. You can, you know, find a prayer, send a prayer, and my address will be sent to you. (laughs) And then next Tuesday, we have an event, a Bridgerton Watch Along event. Oh my god, there's just so much going on. So if you'd like to discuss Bridgerton with us, which will tie into a an upcoming podcast episode, then join the dollhouse. Join the dollhouse. And the dollhouse chat, which by the way, is popping off. It is popping off, so you should get on that. Thank you, Olivia. Thank you, Ioni. And thank you to Bolly. Yeah, thanks, Bolly. That was just lovely and like really, really wholesome. Yeah, very wholesome. And thank you to Clarissa and to Jacob. And to Gina, Gina and Carlin. And to Hattie and Charlotte and Camille. And I think that's everyone we need to thank you, apart from you, the listeners. We'll see you next week. See you later. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.